0: all right guys quick fix we've got some uh we've got some things we've gotta go over the fix is in and it's quick there you go um <laughs> we've got some lingering thoughts on both scarface and requiem for a dream as i understand it um i think it would be appropriate to start what do you think with Scarface? Yeah, let's, um, let's do since, it because
1: you've had you've been holding this in since uh, like like a, a shit that you can't get out for, <laughs> since we did this Scarface <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> well, it's not it's not so much something that I've been itching to to get out. It's more just a question that we didn't really cover too much, and I and I was curious about you guys' thoughts. Um, we also, of course, want to discuss the. Uh, reboot that has been announced for Scarface yes. which I noticed I think like hours after we recorded the podcast I think it was just so announced was,
2: like after we do did. you um, want to
0: explain it to the listeners so the Coen brothers are writing a reboot for Scarface that's supposedly set in Los Angeles uh it's uh set to be directed by Luca Guadagnino who directed Call Me By Your Name and Susperia. Um, diego luna i guess is attached to play the lead role which i think i think it's a good casting i like that choice. casting yeah so um but we also wanted to talk a little bit about our our casting choices for the movie which is tricky to do because y- you know you just you try to you picture somebody similar to who's in the the first movie i tried to get away from that but maybe we'll table <laughs> that we'll do that towards the end um but what do you guys think about the idea of rebooting this movie Remaking Scarface again, I mean, thirty-seven years later.
1: The people attached to it—it's it's super interesting. I mean, that would be the last combo of writer-director I would have thought to right. redo this. The co- so it's going to be sort of a slow burn, Scarface comedy. Th- that's that <laughs> Scarface is gay, or like it's he has a brother that he he's incestually gay with.
0: Well, I mean, there's a there's. Some incestuous no, that's what I mean. to the yeah. to
1: the original, so now it's just gonna have to they're gonna have to move it up a notch.
0: Well, I it was interesting because like I, I uh I saw this announced it was interesting because we did our Scarface podcast and then all of a sudden on Instagram, all these movie uh accounts that I follow start posting things about Scarface and I'm like, that's kind of a weird coincidence and of course it was because this because they got your film fixed podcast we podcasted the, about it yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and then as a result they decided to remake it with the Coen brothers <laughs> um but like I don't remember which one it was but it was you know why re why reboot a masterpiece and I this is after I of course shit on the movie for an hour and I decided to scroll through the comments and I never comment on Instagram but I was curious about I was curious how long it would take me to find somebody to point out that the 1983 version is not a masterpiece um and I didn't find that everybody was sort of agreeing that why would you touch the Mona Lisa all that BS and I don't know I I feel like I'll welcome this movie because I think the people attached are interesting and there's nothing sacred about
1: but the thing about the 1983 Scarface Scarface the, well, that 1983 Scarface is it has such a loyal following so whoever's going to be commenting on yeah. it on Instagram are just those people who 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 absolutely love that movie so um you should have commented I mean I should have yeah yeah. Um,
0: I, I do tend to get into a lot of like Instagram comment wars with people. Uh, that's really, sort of my nature, sort of my nature. Javen, you have any thoughts on the the remake?
2: Oh, I think it's pretty stupid.
1: Okay, fair enough. You're not <laughs> even a bit curious.
2: Uh, I a, I mean, honestly, I'm. I'm more curious to see the Snyder cut. To be completely frank, but um, which was also announced recently. I don't know. I, the The Coens have this sort of history of being journeyman writers you know like they'll write yeah. stuff that they you know you wouldn't think that they would write like they did some rewriting on bridge of spies which i guess is understandable um but also i think they worked on that um angela gina Lo- angelina jolie movie um what's that one called un, un- unbroken unbroken yeah they wrote yeah. that um and a couple of other things and I, I remember when i was interning when we were in LA Jeremy and I, I mm. remember seeing a list of like writers and um, they were on it and I thought that was kind of bizarre like people you could you know hire to do rewrites or write something for you I don't know I mean I guess I'm interested the Coen's doing anything interests me but I wouldn't say them writing it is I mean they've them written... writing
0: it alone is not as interesting no. as if they were they were doing the whole thing but Guadagnino's is a good director I mean yeah um, or I guess you know w- maybe we don't know that for sure yet but i, I didn't see sosperia do you guys get I mean, the sense that this is movie, a but.
2: is this a like um is this a remake of like the original 1932 one or is it a remake of the I, well I think the cast is supposed to be
0: a little combination of the two i'm not sure really diego luna makes it sound like it's going to have a lot I don't of like, yeah, I don't like drug that. culture i don't like i don't like
2: you. i mean it's it's just like he's he plays a real life drug dealer in in Narcos like already I think it's I don't yeah. know I wish they would have gone with someone differently
0: It's it's funny you say that cuz like half of my half of the names I wrote down for my recast or for my casting for this movie are all from Narcos
1: Yeah I had uh I had the idea for Pedro Pascal was my yeah. initial like oh, that first that. person that popped in my I was going to blow head. you guys away with that idea Yeah <laughs> no that was the first person that popped in my head uh on our recast see. so why don't we do it what if you had we had one option to recast it, um, well, so
0: I mean my no brain see this is what sh- this is what is tricky about it is like you you want to try to think outside the box. you don't want to mm-hmm. just replace the actor that played the character in the 1983 version, but that the it, first one that came to my mind was was the Mif- Michelle Pfeiffer role, which I cast Charlie Theron seemed like a no-brainer to me
1: oh i didn't I didn't recast anybody but the uh, Al Pacino role well i just figured diego luna had that part so i was thinking
0: some other roles um i was trying to think of the robert loggia character I was, like tom berenger popped in popped into mind but like the inception tom berenger like the right the meat sweats i don't know i think you, i think you <laughs> gotta Berringer.
2: think a little more out of the box well that
0: well, I did. I did, and I wrote down like Kyle Chandler playing that role. I mean, he always plays Ugh. a good guy, but I feel like that could be interesting. I don't love <laughs> Kyle
2: Chandler. Well, all right,
1: Chapin, I, let's hear your I, see. I think it,
2: I think it should be they should it should be black.
1: They should the Scarface should be black. I thought about that. I mean, like it, a, and, played by Jay
0: Z. <laughs> and uh, no, like, if they're not going to give Idris Elba a Bond movie, they might as well let him play Scarface.
2: Totally. And like, you know, uh, I've always wanted. I've always had this fantasy of doing adapting uh macbeth as like a like a gangster dr- drama um in like a you know a, a kind of like black gang scenario and so like you know it's set in LA maybe these guys are bloods or crips or something you know something like that so you gotta, not you, you got to so not involving the, dr-
0: not involving drugs so like otherwise it would be american gangster basically with
2: no no talking. it could be drugs it's just like they're not I mean, if if they're if they were in Miami, it makes sense that they're Cuban. But you got to if they're set in L.A., you got to use L.A. as a as a so, geographical point.
0: One thing that I think was interesting about the '83 version that they did was that they changed the story. Essentially, you know, you you in the 1932 Howard Hawks version, you're dealing with bootleggers and Italians, and then you move to Miami and you deal with Cubans and drugs. Drugs, yeah. And I think it would be really smart to do something like that Chapin where you move to you know Los Angeles and you deal with a different type of gang culture or something like that and you can tell a similar story but I, I was actually surprised deal with a different by, subject matter
1: by how many plot points they were able to keep in the 1983 version to yeah. the original um, so it's definitely something that could be done for sure. <clears throat> uh, well <clears throat> that leads me to my my question that I had
0: for you guys a little bit. Cause it, I know. Wait, well, J- yeah, J- I don't J- get it. to.
1: Re, I don't get to recast this thing. Oh, I thought you did. No, I haven't yet. Oh. Uh. So going, my guy's French.
2: Oh, that's good. So,
1: yeah. Kay. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> Tahar Rahim.
2: Oh yeah. He- oh
1: yeah. Nice. Uh, since a prophet, I'd love to see him. Uh, in more stuff, that was one of my favorite performances of all time. Um, wow, yeah, he's and so, uh, he's so good in it. I gotta see. I, I still
2: haven't seen that. I've been meaning. That's on my list.
1: Uh, yeah, it's one of my. I, I always compare it to like early De Niro work. Um, so I'd love to see him. I think he could really run with this. So that's my pick.
0: I like that. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys about the ending of. De Palma's Scarface. Chapin, uh, have
2: you ever seen Howard I haven't seen the end of Okay, De Palma's Scarface.
0: You haven't seen the end of De Palma's either. Just kidding. <laughs> <You> only for <laughs> the first disc. Yeah. Well, they, well, they um, the first disc. No, my thought was just in terms of how Tony Montana goes down fighting. And, like, maybe this is just another reason why people misunderstand this movie. or Or you know put this movie on a pedestal is like a you know how to achieve the american dream like yeah in in Howard Hawks version there's some lines of dialogue from the police to Tony Camonte Paul Muni Tony Camonte about how you know as soon as you don't have a gun in your hand you got to run scared and that's what happens he you know at the end he runs tries to
1: run away and he gets shot and killed in a, and it was a bit of a silly scene, though. He literally just tries to like split run, them, out yeah. run out the door, run out the door, while everyone is yeah, while they're all pointing guns at yeah, the door. it yeah. is literally it's... like one of those "look over there." And then...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the idea there is he's he's a coward. He's a criminal, and he's a coward. And and it's the complete opposite in De Palma's version. He he goes down fighting. He's you know. So you th- you'll need an army to take me. You know you fuck with me. You're fucking with the best. It's just it's like totally like I don't know what the word is for it. Like it's 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 showing that like it doesn't matter that that I'm gonna die. I'm I'm still number one. Yeah, and I'm curious what you guys think
1: about that.
2: I think it's yeah, pretty it's like, uninteresting. Now that yeah, you've yeah put that's that kind of how I felt too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like it, it's like it, the it, legacy outweighs the real emotional rawness of death like and and the consequences in the in the consequences of death it's all about the legacy it's all about you know I'll go down swinging which is fine but in a different story <laughs> end of the day you're still a face down in a fountain the more
2: yep. the more I think about it Leah uh, the more I think you were probably right about that movie but I do think you're wrong about the intentions of the filmmakers like I do think that movie, that, that ending is that choice to end the movie like that is the uninteresting one is probably the right one for the character they created together, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't tell us anything new and it doesn't make for a more interesting story. And I do, I think that's just, they're just kind of a slave to the lesson, like the, the you know like this guy is going to go out in a blaze of glory because that's the way they wrote the character exactly I this, mean, yeah. this 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 yeah
0: and i think that's true and and you know i i was i'm hard on that movie and i and i'm hard on the idea that like it's just so misunderstood that i almost feel like maybe the filmmakers misunderstood it but i don't think that's true i think you're right i think i think unfortunately they did what they were trying to do and made a bad movie rather than were trying to get something across and fucked it up like
1: <laughs> they... i still don't think it's a bad movie and i don't and i agree that i think the filmmakers knew exactly what they were doing and their intention was not to show him in a good light in the end i think mm. I think they wrote the character that way, that's the char- way the character is going to die, but I think the fact that he dies was important to the filmmakers. And it, the yeah, fact yeah. that they show the downfall was important. I think that was something that was in their mind the whole time. Do you think here's here's my theory that that would have been much
0: more achieved if there was a little bit more lasting impact on the death of his friend Manny and the death of his sister. But those are both overshadowed by his death. So, like, we can walk away with, like, this was all, like, he was in the wrong, he got what was coming to him, this is the problem with this lifestyle, because look at all the, the, literally the only two people he loved are dead because of him. But then we so quickly forget. Because we have say hello to my little friend, and there's this iconic scene, uh,
1: in this iconic gunfight. It uh, happens. You got to keep in mind way. it happens in the original too. He he t- does makes that same decision to kill those the two people he well really the one person he loves. Yep. Um, and then the sister gets killed uh, immediately after in a shootout. Yeah. And there is a little bit of that glorification in the the original one. I mean, he does he does have all those machine guns. He does he's ready with his windows that are made out of steel. He 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 basically shoots until he can't right. shoot anymore, and then decides, oh wait, I no, guess I'll my run. only other option is a little Just bit run the towards run. them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll run right through them. Um, <laughs> so I think it's I think that's there in the original too. So I I you know I don't think that the filmmakers were particularly trying to get away from that, and maybe they shouldn't have. I think
2: De Palma loves the melodrama and the set pieces, and so he probably wanted... Can you imagine him doing anything else? I can't, even though it's not a very interesting... What would have been better? Well, like, you know, maybe he... I don't know. Maybe he
1: he like, just ODs he, on a pile of his kills coke himself and he's found dead yeah he
2: kills him i mean he, it's kind of its own i don't know i don't think it's a very interesting discussion to have but like you know there's a there's just it's it's and it's also it's also less interesting cuz we've seen it so many times you know I, I think the first time you saw it you're probably like oh that's that's awesome but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah all right let's uh, uh want to move on to requiem
0: yeah chapin had some thoughts on requiem i think
2: yeah, yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I, I like I said, I have to apologize to you because I, 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 I think again, yeah, Lee, you've been really on point the last two podcasts, much to my chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like I think, I think you, it, it was unfair of me to say that your opinion was idiotic because I do think it's actually probably, but it's actually pretty smart, and I, I had a lot of internal conflict. Over the past few days, you know, I, I give these podcasts a couple of listens just to make sure they sound make, good and
0: quality. Yeah. It's really quality control. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, <laughs> to, love listening to my our own, listeners. Of, yeah. Uh, so what I do it on a couple different platforms, big deal yeah. you know? <laughs> from a uh, few different states, from a few different to, states. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I run a VPN through Croatia to give us a little <laughs> expanded, uh, you no, know, but I mean, in fact, I actually was kind of annoyed with myself on that podcast, actually. But um, but yeah, like I, I've been, you know, we just talked about it before we started recording. You know, we have plans to do a Nolan retrospective that may or may not time up with Tenet. Um, the release of Tenet, which probably will not happen, but we'll see. Um, and I've been thinking about how to answer a question that I'm, if the task comes to me to, you know, run that particular retrospective that i would ask you guys i don't know if it will or not but you know i've been trying uh, wrestling with intent hint. yeah <laughs> please but um honestly like i i i've been thinking about like i think nolan is just like, the way he, he makes movies appeals to me and i think when we were analyzing um requiem i i just i think there's a line here i think when we're reviewing these movies where that gets kind of blurred between, you know, trying to stay objective and give a nuanced opinion about a movie from a kind of, um, unbiased position to blending with your own preferences. And I think, well, the kind of filmmaking that Requiem is does usually doesn't work for me. And I think there's a, there's something to be, Taken away from that f- for for everybody for our listeners in the sense that you know sometimes those um, sometimes those uh, modalities don't work for everybody. Okay, they don't work for me. They may not work for you, and also they may not work as well as other ones. And so, but I think that I lost sight of that a little bit in our in our podcast <laughs> two days ago.
0: Well, I what I thought was interesting listening to it is that it's it's I called the movie a masterpiece mm. and I stand by that opinion. I wonder maybe if it's his masterpiece
1: or if it's a masterpiece, like where's, you know what I so mean? You're, where's, where's, so your, your, your opinion's changing a little bit. No, you're no, no, my off that is yeah. Is it his or is it a, no, I don't know what the
0: difference is, but that's not if the point. If I made I, it,
1: would it be a masterpiece?
0: That's not the point I want to make. But the point I want to make is that by my making that claim, you guys are sort of forced into the position to counter that argument True. You guys both like Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I think you both
1: really like but it. But once you once but you call something a masterpiece, which we don't do very often, you, you guys have, have to, to try of... to find the reason why it's not, yeah. and that makes for a good it.
0: podcast. I thought that that was interesting. I thought it was one of our better discussions. Um, so, if for no other reason, I'm glad I called it a masterpiece for that because yeah. we were able to kind of engage into in some debate. But uh, I do think it was probably wasn't probably as clear how you guys felt about the movie because you had to point out things that maybe didn't work for you that I, as I was, you know, hyping it up, but um, again, I, th- I I I accept your apology, Chapin. <laughs> First of many, I'm sure. Jeremy,
2: um, do you think this movie's, do you think Requiem's a masterpiece?
1: No, I don't. I think it has the flaws and I, that we talked about. I think it's a fucking effective movie. I, I think it's um hits you it hits you hard, but I, I the issues that like I said in the podcast were uh with some of the character development and the the simplicity of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Where and does I it think, rank for you guys for Aronofsky?
2: Um
1: I'd have to revisit a a few of his i mean it may be his my favorite of his movies i i really want to revisit the fountain because i remember really liking that um i've never seen mother i think black swan's overrated from what i I remember yeah noah's a bad movie yeah i i think the wrestler is overrated Um, oh the wrestler yeah i i think it is slightly overrated too that's his most successful movie Oh, Black Swan um, is his Black Swan thing, probably yeah. is, right? You think but, so critically and? Yeah. Hmm. Was, anyway,
0: I think... I, Black Swan okay. is the one that maybe, that I, I've only seen once. You know, I, <laughs> I'd never felt this way until Chapin brought it up about how that's the movie he's afraid to see again because he loved it so much, but if he sees it, he knows he won't, so he wants to hold on to that. Uh, and I feel like that's probably true about that movie. Um, but, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I think Noah is a, Strange movie. That what is that? I, I don't know
2: that and. I've actually seen Noah. What is Noah like? It's like a big budget kind of. It's yeah. big
0: budget. It's, it's it's clunky. It really is, and it's it's. I don't know. I had a really hard time. I, they they tried to make it very. I don't know, realistic, like almost almost modern day realistic, set in biblical times, but then you had these. Archangels, these spirits that were essentially mm-hmm. like rock figures. They looked like they were straight out of Lord of the Rings that were there to help Noah. <laughs> like they, I don't remember reading about those, but, um... Yeah, it's just not, just not a great movie. Great score, Clint Mansell, but, um...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd have to see it again, but I just remember it, it just not working on any level. It's short, Chapin.
2: Okay. Cool.
1: Um...
0: Okay. Anything else well, you guys got? Did you get everything off your chest? I did. I really just had that one question about the end that we didn't that we didn't talk about. Um, did uh, we're gonna do be doing Mission Impossible two next? Another film from the year two thousand.
2: The most successful movie of two thousand, as you learned from your yeah. That's film. why
1: I knew it came out that year because. Yeah. Of our little game. A little game we played. Yeah. I lied, Noah is not short.
0: It's two hours and twenty minutes long. Oof. Um all right guys. So that's it. Quick fix. In, in and out. The old in out. In <laughs> out.